Well, this is totally not Danzig, and you're listening to the Shred Shack. Greetings, folks. I'm Dan Mack. And it's Chris Mack. Welcome to you to episode 156 of the Shred Shack Podcast, your premier source of news and uninformed yet heavily biased opinions pertaining to all things heavy metal, airing bi-weekly on iTunes, Mixcloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Spotify. I'm going to get louder and higher as I say it. Let's get started with some old business. Old business! Old business! <laughs> we have none. We have no old business. All right, on to new business. Then with new business, we talk about new album releases, of which I have none. Of course you do. I have several, of course. Now it's just a matter of what I actually fucking remember. <laughs> uh, but I think we're just going to go through, again, the list of my Spotify things here. Uh, what? I can't. All right, so first up, I had Mountain Fever by a band called Subterranean Masquerade. And I remember very much enjoying that one. I just don't remember what kind of music it was. It's two weeks ago. Uh, Dor Dordida, I want to say that's how you pronounce the, the name, but their album Har, H A R, was very good. Okay. Um, Frost uh, was pretty good. This is a Frost is kind of like a progressive band. I remember this only because they sounded very much like what like. Like Mike Portnoy would be involved in, you know, if surprisingly he wasn't kind of thing, you know, kind of like, um, what's it called? Like album oriented rock, kind of like almost like dad rock, you know, they have, they're, of course, they're one of those uh, progressive metal, progressive bands that kind of released their album and then they did the second disc would be like the instrumental of the album. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, Luna's Call, I remember them being pretty good. Their new album is, oh my gosh, is called, oops, Ugh. their album is called Void. Mm-hmm. I listened to a little bit of the Miles Kennedy record, um, but I got a little bored with that. What's that? Solo record? Yeah, solo record, yeah. Um, I was a little, I got a little bored with that though, so I wasn't 100% into that. Gotcha. I think I listened to Seventh Crystal. Don't remember. Yeah, that, I would say that would be about it for that week. But then the following week, I had a, a bunch of really good ones. Um, so th- this would be the week of uh, 521. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we got here. Uh, I listened to the like the first half of the new Pop Evil record. Uh, and that was okay. Uh, I started off really heavy, but then I started getting into like you know your your, your generic rock music stuff like that. So if that's what you, you're into, you know it's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Band called Vola. Again, this is another uh, progressive metal band. I knew I was going to enjoy it when I looked on their uh, their artist page on Spotify, and they say um, the first band that came up in their you know fans also like uh, list was Earthside, and I've been a big fan of theirs for a while. So you know this was good. Uh, what was the name of the album? Witness. Their album Witness. Very good. Okay. All right. Next up, Hanging Garden. Now, 
let me remind myself of what this band was. They were yes, okay. So they were a Finnish seven-piece metal band, and the same vein of like uh, Draconia, so kind of like a doom metal band. So the female front woman. Uh, they also have a male vocalist who does the growling parts, but um, you know that was just very, very good. I enjoyed that a lot. Okay. All right. Next up. Next up. I listened to Impure Will Wilhelmin uh, Wilhelmin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> next up, though. <laughs> next up, though, in like a series of three fucking badass bands. Um, there's Jess and the Ancient Ones. Okay, this one is kind of like um, retro rock type, in the same vein of like uh, Blood Ceremony. Um, uh-huh. And uh, let's see who else is on this list here. I think it was Blood Ceremony, Lucifer, um, Coven, and Hollis. Very, like I said, retro rock. Very awesome. Uh, female fronted. Just really good. Really good. Follow that up with Vexed their new record um uh, and they are they're in the same vein of like a, a ginger right now like they have that that sound going for them um female fronted as well just badass fucking just badass it was really really good and then right after that was another kind of retro rock type band from sweden um called witch another again female fronted fucking just this one's more along the lines of like royal thunder um just really fucking good. That like those three right in a row is what I have in my playlist. It was fuck. It was great. Uh, yeah, that wraps it up pretty much for the most part. Okay. okay. So, um, so I I have been doing my iPod on shuffle for the most part. Uh huh. And it's been it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> I can sit there and go from listening to like Vanilla Ice to listening to Dimmu Borgir to Johnny Cash. And then to like Adele, so uh, that's, it's been that's awesome. And it's great because I when I drive for work, I, I do spend a lot of my time in the week driving, or in my car. And of course, uh, I'm not big on keeping uh, the AC on. You know, trying to trying to save my gas a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I drive with the windows down and the volume all the way up. I've 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 maxed out the volume a couple of times. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, it's funny when you go from like this really heavy song to this really soft and sappy song. It's very funny. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but that's it for the most part. Um, let me go through uh, albums of the day though. Um, cool. Yeah. So um, I had faith in the more Angel Dust because you know why not? Because yeah. Because yeah. Um, I got into a, a kick for the band Beseech. They are kind of a, a gothic heavy metal band, um, dual vocals, uh, male and female. Um, they kind of they kind of went from being a little bit on the um, the harsher side with with growl vocals to more sounding like you know uh, a little more commercially. Um, like 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 how him sounds, mm-hmm. um, yeah, kind of similar to that. But it's really good stuff. I liked it. Um, I bought the rest of their records. I Spotified it while I waited. Um, next one up, just because I've been listening to a lot of uh, 
random tracks of his uh prince purple rain nice no you go um and <laughs> and you know it, i i like doing the album today uh myself now because i don't i don't let anybody know what i'm gonna put uh-huh. um i know there have been times in the past where i've been like i ah, put this down and pat's like no nah, don't do that i'm like fuck you i'm gonna do it so um my album of the day the other day was Jolene by Dolly Parton. That was you. That's awesome. And <laughs> and if that if if that album or a essential Dolly Parton appears on the uh, Billboard charts this week is because I streamed that song about a billion times. Great <laughs> <laughs> song. It's a great fucking song. So so yeah, um, but for the most part, otherwise, if I'm not sitting at home and I have my Spotify and I'm 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 trying to find a new rabbit hole to go down, I'm listening to my iPod and shuffle. So uh-huh. yeah, I got you, I got you. Um, oh, um, one other thing I didn't I didn't do, uh, but it's not metal. Um, there was another uh, I made a joke about this previously, a Christina Aguilera uh, album. Um, so like. I liked I liked one of her songs. I liked Fighter a lot previously. Uh-huh. Yeah. Listening yeah. to the album, I was really not impressed. And then I bought one of the ones after that, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is actually really fucking good." <laughs> so, so yeah, I was actually really into that one. Um, uh, it's called Back to Basics. That was really good. But like I said, for the most part, shuffle. Um, whatever comes out of the thirty something thousand songs that I have on there now. Yeah, yeah, that's how it rolls. You know, you know what amazes me, though, is when, like, it plays two songs from the same album in close proximity. Right? It's like, I, I have um, I have uh, Rush, Rush and Rio, and it played two songs from that album within five tracks of each other. I was like, seriously? Seriously? Ain't that random. Yeah, it's like, you ain't random. Fuck you. <laughs> What's up, bro? <laughs> Why are you at the house? <laughs> giving me YYZ and then giving me working man. Who do you think you are? <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's been it lately. Um, so you, so, did mention, oh, you did mention Vanilla Ice, though. So I have to ask, did oh, Dad message you about him being at SeaWorld this year? I'm going. I cannot be stopped. <laughs> Not only that. He's playing an afternoon show and an evening show, and I will be there for both. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I told Lindsay that I was like, what day did we get back from uh, New York? She's like, oh, yeah, like the 8th or the 9th. And I was like, this show is on the 10th. I will not be stopped. <laughs> That's, I think it's the day I get back from New York, but that's fucking hilarious. Yes, I will be there, and I will be fucking just ice, ice, babying it up, man. He can just come out and play that song alone for forty-five minutes. I'll be fine. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I'm like, Dad, did you did you message Dan? Because like that doesn't really appeal to me, but to Dan. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much canceling everything for that day, and I'm going. So, if like seriously, like no one is allowed to do anything. If anyone dies, fuck you. You're done. (laughs) (laughs) You got a funeral? Save it. The end. (laughs) Someone getting married? Fuck it. No. (laughs) Oh man, 
<laughs> so good. Yeah. All right. You ready to keep on going? I am. I am always ready to keep on going. Let's get All started right. with some general news, and it looks like we have no obituaries. Unfortunately, that's not necessarily true. I didn't put it in here, but but the the it was reported this week that the the actor who played the drummer in the School Rock movie he oh, died. Yeah. yeah, he died after getting hit by a driver while he was riding his bike or something. So that's pretty tragic. He's of course yeah. he was young. I mean, he was a kid when that movie came out. Yeah, I think he was in his like 30s or something like that. Yeah. But, like, that so, sucks. Like, you know, you're just out for a bike ride. And, and you get a fucking... I, I have problems with bicycles, too. But, like, not enough that I would actually want to hit one of them. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was pretty rough. Yeah, that's not cool at all. All right. But that that's really it for, uh, for obituaries this week, which is nice. <sighs> all right. General news here. We're going to start off right off the bat here. Uh, Megadeth has officially parted ways with bassist Dave Ellison. Uh, the band's leader, Dave Mustaine, announced Ellison's exit in a statement on Monday, May 24th. This is, of course, following some of his uh, allegations of grooming and uh, underage illicit conversations, etc., etc. Uh, a few days later, uh, Dave Ellison uh, said that he is pursuing revenge pornography charges against the person who leaked his private messages and videos of his interaction with a woman who is not his wife. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the full story on this one, so I really don't have anything to say on this. Well, we didn't talk about it on the last podcast, so if, what I think what the deal is is Ellison was having conversations with this woman, and apparently I think there had to be... I think he showed his penis or something like that. Mm. Uh, and there were rumors that this girl... Well, this woman was underage at the time and he was grooming her, you know, for like, you know, when she's of age or whatever. Um, and these conversations were recorded without his knowledge. And this woman shared them with a friend and this friend put him on Twitter or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, later on, it came out that the woman in question was not underage. She initiated conversations. Everything was consensual. Um, but it was still kind of creepy. You know, that, you know, Dave Ellison is supposed to be some kind of like Lutheran minister, married, all this shit. Um, so just it, it's just it just seems to be a very complicated story. And I'm pretty sure Megadeth was just like, you know what? Nah, we're good. Don't want to deal with it. Fuck it. So if 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 his relationship were, were different and, you know, we, we weren't talking about that religious aspect of, of his life and everything like that. I mean, whatever. But as long as it's not like you know, as long as you're not you know, like being that person who's going to send a dick pic to people unasked for or to minors, like yeah, like you do you do you, but like it's just it it, it, it just sounds a little screwy to me. Yeah, I think that I think there's a lot more that we're not hearing, so and it's just a lot more complicated than we probably are well are are aware of. Um, but as a matter of ease and not have something kind of like hovering over the band, Dave was saying probably just kind of let it go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like let Dave do Dave and this Dave will do this Dave, you know? So that's about it though. Yeah. I, I, I still, I don't know. I don't, I don't know enough to really sit there and come up with something, but, um, 
I mean, it, it just, it always makes me laugh when people who are, you know, these more upstanding types do that. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Nightwish has tapped you. I'm going to say Yuka Koskinen. Go, go with that. Uh, he's from Winter Sun as their session ambitious for the band's upcoming world tour in support of the Human Nature album. Uh, he joined Nightwish as the replacement for Marco Hidula, who announced his departure from Nightwish in January, explaining in a statement that he hadn't been able to feel validated by his life for quite a few years now. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I don't recall that quote, but that's that's intense. Yeah. Uh, the good, the, the interesting thing about the the gentleman that they have to replace him, um, the bassist from Winter Sun is um, the drummer from Nightwish is also in Winter Sun, and these two have been playing together for 15 years, so that rhythm section is pretty much locked in at this point. Uh, yeah, there's no there's no mention of it. It's, it's this guy's also going to cover not just bass duties but vocal duties uh, for Marco because that that's a very distinct sound there. So there's, I wonder how they're going to work around that. Yeah, you know, for, especially for songs like like. Um, Bye bye, beautiful. Where he's like the chorus. Yeah. Know? Yeah, it's gonna be kind of hard to replace, but um, I actually have kind of a Marco story. Um, so I, it slipped my mind that he's had a lot to do with the band Delane before. Oh yeah, and, wasn't he like a producer and he like collaborated them a few times? Yeah, he's done vocals for them. He's been a producer and everything like that. Um, but um, what was it? I was sitting there listening, and this is another case where two songs came up from the same band, Delane, off a fucking EP. <laughs> <laughs> Not even an album, just an EP. Like, so like, they have like five songs to choose from, and they put these two songs. I know, I know. And in fact, the first song that I heard is the one that I'm going to talk about. The next song that I heard is the one that comes before that on the album. Um, <laughs> Because it leads into the next one. It's ridiculous. But anyway, uh, I'm sitting there listening to it, and I'm hearing this, this this male voice, and I'm like, ah, yeah, this is badass. I like this. And then like, it took me like a minute, and I was like, oh, that's Marco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Marco. <laughs> I've, I've realized why I love this so much. <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> I can relate to this. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's see here. WTNH, this is a ABC affiliated television station licensed to New Haven, Connecticut, has aired a seven-minute report into the, quote, suspicious death of all that remains guitarist Oliver Ollie Herbert. Interview for the segment, which ran, which can be seen below. I copied and pasted this at like four o'clock this morning, by the way, because I didn't do any of the work on the script for two weeks. Anyway, um... They interviewed several of Herbert's family members and bandmates, including his sister Cynthia, uh, and all that remains guitarist Mike Martin and singer Phil Labonte. Uh, Ollie, of course, we've talked about this for a while. He was found dead on October 16, 2018, at the edge of the pond on his uh, Stafford Springs, Connecticut property. He was reported missing by his wife about 3 p.m., and his body was found by police face down at the edge of the pond where the water was only a few inches deep. The Connecticut State Police... Eastern District Crime Squad is still investigating the death, which is being treated as suspicious. They are looking at the will he signed a week before his death, as well as a life insurance policy mentioned in the will. We've been talking about this for a while, so this is... Well, yeah, I mean, uh, getting closing in on, on three years at this point. Yeah, yeah. 
and everything really kind of points to his 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 widow. It, it seems kind of shady, you know, because it, it, it. I think from what the the article said that the uh, the the will specifically says that the widow is the exclusive executor of the estate. That nothing, absolutely nothing, goes to the sister, uh, and all this shit. So it's pretty crazy. Um. All I'm imagining is like a really like a like a fun heavy metal themed version of the movie Clue. <laughs> Obviously with Tim Curry. Obviously with Tim Curry. Come on. Yeah. Murder. Give me murder. <laughs> or um, have you seen Knives Out? Yes. Yeah. That 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 uh, heavy metal version of that. And of course, the, the 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 vocalist has to sing in that accent that Daniel Craig has in that fucking <laughs> movie. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. That foghorn like stupid with voice. two O's. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. All right. According to Wall of Sound, Suspect Two Zero Eight, the band featuring drummer London Hudson of uh, Son of Guns N' Roses guitarist Slash and bassist uh, Ty Trujillo. Uh, who is the uh, son of Metallica bassist Robert Trujillo, has officially called it quits. Hudson and guitarist Nico... So, wow. Uh, Sangries. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. uh, they're focusing on their new project, uh, Saint Electric, while Trujillo is involved with several bands, including Otto, Thredge, Loco Lords, and Switchblade. Wasn't that the one with um, uh, the son of Scott Weiland or something? Yeah, the one that they fired because yeah. of his drug addiction and then they replaced him they released one single and now they are done okay um so it goes yeah pretty much pretty much all right that's it for general news um again i, I put this script together in the last like this morning so i really just did a quick scan of the last two weeks of news <laughs> so <laughs> it might be might be a little missing on a couple of things but we'll catch back up but this was pretty interesting so uh, so let it be written. Z2 Comics has partnered with Universal Music Group and Mercury Songs Limited for Freddie Mercury, lover of life, singer of songs. The first ever graphic novel paying tribute to one of the greatest figures the music world has ever known. A first in the comics format, uh, the graphic novel will be a journey through Freddie's life from his childhood in Zanzibar in India through his formative years in England to becoming the rock star known and loved by millions around the globe. The story is told in his own words with each chapter giving a glimpse into the many facets of his life. Written by Trez Dean, uh, who's worked on All Time Low Presents Young Renegades, the graphic novel will give true insight into the many experiences that helped shape the young Farouk Balsara and his um, compelling existence, both on and off stage. That was the life of Freddie Mercury. Oh, yeah, okay, so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that sounds cool. I yeah, that. it sounds interesting. I, I, I'd be more interested in seeing how they interpret it, like, visually, you know, in a graphic form. Yeah. So, that should be really, that should be interesting. Yeah. All right, continuing on here with not spreading the disease, we are, we have a lot of touring news to come up later on, but some things are still getting changed and postponed and moved around. Uh, most recently would be the Aerosmith's concert at Boston's famed Fenway Park. Originally scheduled for last year, but postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic, will now take place in September of 2022. Are they going to laugh that long? Well, I think it's supposed to be to celebrate their 50th anniversary, so yeah, I, I would I hold on for two more years, or for one more year. I think it'd be all right. Yeah, 
one of my favorite one of my favorite uh visual jokes uh from the critic obviously you remember the critic oh, yeah. um, they do a parody of saturday night live and they call it yesterday night live and um they're they're going through all the people on the show and then they announce the musical guest and it's the rolling stones and they're all like geriatric and they have like <laughs> <items and shit. laughs> and then and what's even funnier is the fact that this was 1994 <laughs> here we are like virtually 20 years later and they're still going on exactly <laughs> that's hilarious oh my god That is insanity. Insanity. All right. So no one is uh, not feeling that well at the moment, but someone is getting better. Uh, Rage Against Machine drummer Brad Wilk has undergone surgery to repair a torn meniscus. He announced the operation on an Instagram post on Wednesday, May 26th. He wrote, torn meniscus knee surgery going down today. Got a lot of hard notes out of this knee. Uh, so according to eMedicine Health, most torn meniscus surgery patients can walk without a knee brace and crutches in about two to three months. So I, I can imagine it's... that the impact mm-hmm. of being the drummer of fucking Radio Guys Machine will do that to your knees. Yeah, but I was gonna say I guess it gives them like with with COVID going on, it gives them a little bit of time to recover. So. Yeah, I mean, and they they do have a lot of stuff coming up now that fucking because like, they're. they're the reunion was postponed, of course, due to COVID nineteen. That was supposed to happen last year, but now things are ramping up again, mm-hmm. and they they are listed in for like has some festivals. I think their tour is going to pick back up soon, so you know it's probably the best time to do it. Yeah, yeah. All right, breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Do do. Yeah. All right, a police department in New Hampshire has an active arrest warrant for Marilyn Manson. So earlier, um, Tuesday, May 25th, the Guilford Police Department announced that they were have an active arrest warrant for the shock rocker, whose real name is Brian Warner, for two counts of misdemeanor simple assault and in, involving an alleged incident with a videographer at the Bank of New Hampshire Pavilion. Uh, they are quoted as saying, Mr. Warner, his agent and legal counsel have been aware of the warrant for some time, and no effort has been made by him to return to New Hampshire to answer the pending charges. Mr. Warner has been was had been performing a concert at the Bank of New Hampshire Pavilion on August 18, 2019, when the alleged simple assault occurred. The videographer has been subcontracted by a New Hampshire-based company to video the concert and had been located in the stage pit area when the alleged assaults occurred. The alleged assaults are not sexual in nature, as had been asked by many uh, other media outlets due to a due to a number of other allegations made against Mr. Warner. So, remember back in the day when he was constantly in the news for shit, and then he disappeared, and now he just comes back and he's constantly in the news for shit. Yeah, for shit too. <laughs> like every every other day, it feels like he's get there's like another lawsuit being announced against him by like former girlfriends or former assistants, you know, for his fucking sexual deviance kind of thing. And it's yeah. like Jesus Christ, bro. Like, how long did you think you're gonna get away with this shit? Well, yeah, think about it. His career's been going on since, you know... The 90s. Uh, midnight, uh, early 90s. And, you know, he probably wasn't that great of a guy before then. <laughs> right? It's only gotten worse. Seriously. Fucking hell. 
I was debating on putting that in old news only because like it's like, oh Marilyn Manson's in more trouble, yeah. Yeah, John Schaefer. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we haven't heard much of John Schaefer ever since he fucking uh, he ratted out his buddies and uh, got out of jail. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I have a feeling the next thing that's going to end up in in old news is going to be uh, the uh, the Dave Ellison case. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. That's going to be the, that's going to be our recurring theme for a little bit. Yeah. <sighs> All right. We got Metallica. They're a little busy. So, in a year fraught with uncertainty, the Metallica Scholars Initiative outpaced expectations, prompting a unanimous decision by the board of directors to expand the nationwide program from 15 community colleges to 23 uh, in 2001. The foundation plans to donate $1.6 million in funding with the goal of reinvesting in communities that have supported the band over the last four decades. Badass. That's the second one here, in honor of the month of giving, Metallica has brought back its concert series, Hashtag Metallica Mondays, where the band is streaming a complete live show for fans on the U- on the group's YouTube channel and on Facebook every week. The special one-night-only event on Monday, May 24th, featured Metallica's September 6th, 2018 concert in Lincoln, Nebraska, shot on the North American leg of the World Worldwired Tour, including a very rare performance of The Unforgiven Three. You know, I, I, and this makes me think of something like you. You obviously, when when bands go on tour, they're gonna hit all the cities and everything like that. And then when when they when they do like live albums and whatnot, they tend to focus on a lot of those big shows. Uh-huh. And it's like, I wonder what gave Metallica the idea. It's like we're gonna play this track we rarely play in Lincoln, Nebraska. Right. Like where do they come up with these ideas? Like, I wonder. I, I I guarantee you, a a band and a and like let's just say a corporation as large as Metallica is, they probably have researchers there, right? That probably like when they plan a tour, they do like either polls or they have some kind of metric that they use to measure what songs are popular in that particular city, and they base a set list on that. Mm-hmm. You know. I wonder if they have something like that. They have to. They have to have a fucking an A and R department or a fucking uh, you know a statistics department for the Metallica Corporation. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It just it's either it's, that or, it's either that like yeah, it's Nickland, Nebraska. Let's try something weird. <laughs> They're like, eh, no one's gonna be here. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I, I apologize. People are gonna be here, but. I apologize greatly to the population of Lincoln, Nebraska. I don't know shit about your city. <laughs> right? And it's also like, like we know thousands of people are going to be here, but it's like, you know, it's, it's Nebraska. We're in the middle of nowhere. I, I'm just imagining, like, some of these places in the Midwest, they just kind of come on stage, and, like, outside there's just, like, this big tumbleweed storm going on. <laughs> 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 and for some reason, Ghost Riders in the Sky is just playing in the background all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. All right. Nobody's feuding at the moment until the Daves get at each other's throat, so we'll, we'll wait on that. Um, no, no new Alcoholica. Okay. And let's get to some merchandising. Not much to report here, but Puck Hockey, you know, being there, they're, they're kind of involved with everybody at the moment. 
But their new um, line of gear is going to be with the legendary band Corn. So you can check out the Corn uh, and Puck Hockey collection, which is including pro-level quality uh, jerseys, hoodies, flannels, joggers, hats, raglans, and tees. And the entire collection is available at puckhockey.com. Uh, again, I, I think I say this every time. And every time. Every time. I don't, I don't need to say it again. I'm a uh, hockey. Yeah. All right. Let's just skip right to uh, recording news. Oh, well, go back. What? We have a commercial. Oh, is that where you want to put it? Cool. Yeah. All until right. I get, until I get other commercials. Commercial right, so break commercials is going to be at, is going to, so commercial break number two is going to be the one. Yeah, that is the okay. one. Okay, yeah. gotcha. All right, go. Greetings, Metalheads. Dan Mack here, and if you're a fan of putting a little heat on your meal, spice up your life with one of the many hot sauce flavors available from our sponsors at Hella Hot Hot Sauce. All natural, no preservative, and California-made, Hella Hot Hot Sauce provides small-batch artisan hot sauces made from fruit and pepper blends that emphasize aroma, taste, and, of course, heat. With several flavors available, some seasonal, others year-round, and collaborations with members of Ghoul, Exhumed, Guar, and Hatebreed, there are plenty of options to suit your palate. Head over to HellahotHotSauce.com and buy up a couple bottles now. I say go. (laughs) (laughs) This This is my What's up, bro? Okay, recording this. So you'll be by myself at class. Why are you at the house? <laughs> okay, carry on. All right, recording news for real. All right, Ramstein singer Till Lindman will release a new solo single, "Itch Has Kinder," which uh, translates into "I Hate Kids" on June first. <laughs> Dan's laughing because that's going to be his new theme song. Yes! <laughs> it's Haskitter. <laughs> or either that, or, either that or, or the German version of Somebody please adopt this fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ranger. Oh. All right. D. Snyder triumphantly returns with his fist, uh, fifth full-length album, Leave a Scar, due out July 30th via Napalm Records. Once again, produced by Jamie Jostin with with co-production, mixing and mastering by, excuse me, drummer Nick Belmore, Leave a Scar sees D. Snyder and company continuing in the invigorated direction of For the Love of Metal, infusing a dose of classic heavy metal flavor that longtime fans will rush to embrace. I fucking love these fucking things. These are great. Lush, rush to rush embrace. to embrace. Here's one I'm actually kind of glad. I rush to embrace them. I know you are. I know you will. Oh, you keep on talking about how good the last one was, so you know. Of course you will. Yeah, I told you. So you can't sit there and be like, "Motherfucker, why didn't you tell me this was so good?" I know. I know. <laughs> speaking of, uh, I'm still gonna do it because I want to in the face. Speaking of Chappelle show, real quick, I bought a T-shirt today. And it's um, it's Dave Chappelle as Silky Johnson, and says, "I hate you, I hate you, I don't even know you, and I hate your guts." <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! 
needed that shirt and I bought it. <laughs> oh, that's great. This one I'm actually not looking forward to here. This is um, Nightwish keyboardist and main songwriter Tomas Halapainen. Uh He spoke to Chaos TV about the upcoming comeback album from his long-running black metal project, Dark Woods by Dark Woods My Betrothed. Uh, tentatively due before the end of the year, Angel of Carnage Unleashed will be the first collection of new songs since the release of Witch Hunts, which came out more than two decades ago. I, I gotta say, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. That'd be cool and everything. But, like, that name is so cookie-cutter black metal, it hurts. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, that again. Also, like you know, they they released their album two decades ago, so they're probably like, what, nineteen? Like we're gonna be black metal. Fucking hell! I can just imagine the corpse paint that dude was wearing. He goes from looking oh. like he goes from looking like corpse paint to looking like fucking Jack Sparrow. And oh yeah, oh yeah. That <laughs> talk about the talking about the blood of virgins going there, and then, and then suddenly going on about Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking, what a guy. Yeah, what a guy. Multi- multifaceted, multifaceted, this one. <laughs> I can do everything. <laughs> All right, new band Spirit Box will release its debut album, Eternal Blue, on September 17th. Now, I know nothing about this band, but for some reason, they released a single, I think, in the last two weeks, and they fucking, they were on every single metal page I like I, I have on my Facebook. And I'm like, what the, who the fuck are these guys? Um, so I'll look, I'll check that out when it comes out and see what the whole the hype's about. So yeah, I'll, say, I'll um, let y'all know. I got my Spotify up right now, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pull it up and probably, what's the song called? Uh, the album is called Eternal Blue. I'm not sure what the single is called though. Uh, okay. So there's, there's two singles, uh, for 2021 circle with me and secret garden. So one of those we'll be listening to at some point today and we'll get back to you. Yep. Next up, Machine Head will release a new three-song single, Arrows in Words from the Sky, on June 11th. More information about the effort will be made available soon. Well, it better be very soon, because June 11th is like next week. Two weeks from now, whatever. Uh, wow, yeah, that is two weeks from now. Night Ranger will release their 12th studio album, ATBPO, on August 6th via Frontiers Music. Now, of course, that album title stands for And the Band Played On, which is why I don't understand why they just didn't say that, uh, which is an ode to making music during the COVID-19 era. It will be available on CD and vinyl, several limited editions, color, vinyl versions, etc., 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 as well as digitally across all streaming platforms. Just a Christian, know your time has come! <laughs> Sorry. That's all I can yeah. think of now. It's really funny because, like, Brad Gillis, who is this guitarist and Night Ranger, he was the fill-in right after Randy Rose died for Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Uh, he has some fucking chops. And, like, it's he, they're, like, one of those bands, the same thing, like, Extreme, that get that gets so pigeonholed by their one big hit that, like, they like a lot of people tend to forget that, like, yeah, they actually are a fucking really good hard rock band, too. Yeah, but I hear that Night Ranger is actually really goddamn good. I just can't get past Sister Christian, you know. I've heard I've heard the same thing about like you know Winger, especially Latter Day Winger. Yeah, yeah, same, same. 
All right, Josh Rand of Stone Sour and his and his The Life Project partner, co-songwriter and vocalist Cassandra Carson have dropped a new song, Ignite. It is the second track to be released from the Life Project's debut self-titled EP, which will be released on July 9th. Cool. Next up, Nikki Six of Motley Crue, Rob Zombie, John Five, and Tommy Kluftos have joined forces in a new project called L.A. Rats. Not to be confused with L.A. Guns or Tracy Guns, L.A. Guns. Anyway, uh, the quartet came together expressly to record a cover, cover of I've Been Everywhere for the soundtrack to the upcoming movie, The Ice Road. Of course, you know, I feel like um, a lot of the things that Nikki Six does as far as the titles of them are pretty derivative. Yeah. yeah. Did I tell you that I'm from L.A.? <laughs> <laughs> Have I mentioned that I'm from God, L.A.? Yes, the album should be called Saints of Los Angeles. No, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, we're the fucking Saints of Los Angeles. It's like, listen, Nikki, just because you had a near-death experience. Like me, I shall Nikki, chill out, okay? <laughs> Don't you live in fucking Wyoming now? <laughs> All right, Times of Grace, the collaborative project featuring Killswitch Engage members Jesse Leach and Adam D, will release its long-awaited sophomore album, Songs of Lost and Separation, on July 16th, and I am pumped. I am pumped. That first record was so good. I'm excited for this one. Cool. This um, one's pretty cool. I like this one. Mm -hmm. Stoner will release its debut studio album, Stoner's Rule, on June 25th via Heavy Psych Sounds. Uh, Stoner is a supergroup formed by Desert Rock Godfathers and longtime compadres uh, Brant Bjork, who is a founding member of Caius and also a member of Fu Manchu, uh, Nick Oliveri, who's of Mondo Generator, former member of Caius and Queens of the Stone Age, and Ryan Gutt. The outcome of this desert reunion is Stoner's Rule, a high-class, groovy, and rousing seven-track effort driven by the spirit of these true legends. So, and just just real quick, because it's, it's, I'm interested in it. Um, not the band. I, I don't give a shit about the band. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm, uh, they have an umlaut over their O for, for Stoner. Uh -huh. And I, you know, I just... It made me automatically think, and I haven't had this thought before. Like, what does that sound like if you pronounce it as it should? Oh, <laughs> oh, the O with an umlaut is pronounced like A, as in day. So it's stainer. <laughs> they are forever known as stainer. Joining the ranks of we came Mater off as Romans. <laughs> and Maderhead. <laughs> Made her head. <laughs> that's that's the that's the Disney's Cars offshoot of Motorhead. Made her head. <laughs> oh my God, Made her head. <laughs> All right, you ready for some recording live shit? Yeah. Deep Purple performed on the closing night of Switzerland's prestigious Montreux Jazz Festival on July 16, 2011, reimagining their classic catalog with the help of a symphony orchestra. 
A treasured memory for fans and attendance, this special show is now available for Deep Purple fans around the world. With Mercury Studios reissues Deep Purple live at Montreal 2011, which will be available for the first time on DVD and two CD set on July 16th, 2021. That sounds interesting. I'll, I'll listen. I'll listen to that. I wonder. I wonder if when they're playing Smoke on the Water and they get to We All Came Down to Montreal, there's a big crowd pop. I'm sure there is. There has to be. There has to be. Yeah, because if not, I'm going to be very disappointed, and I I will just be like, you know, I have to show up to these shows from now on. You know, it's kind of like the same kind of pop that you get when The Rock would say, finally, yada, 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 yada. You know? Or or, or the pop that you give when you hear the glass break and Steve Austin comes out. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. Rewind, replay, rebound, reissued. Yep. Already wearing the crown of the UK's biggest selling album of all time and achieving the third longest chart run on the UK official chart, Queen's 1981 Greatest Hits Collection is getting a limited edition makeover to mark not only the band's historic 50th uh, landmark, but also the okay 50th anniversary, but also the, the album's 40th anniversary. These historic landmarks are now to be marked and celebrated with a brand new collector's edition greatest hit cd with exclusive slipcase cover and an limited edition cassette format both to be released globally july 2nd in addition the official queen online store will exclusively offer the collector's edition greatest hits cd and four highly limited band member color uh cassettes this in cases a cd size print personally signed by band members brian may and roger taylor limited to 1000 copies only so you know why this is happening right no you tell me this is this is because somebody this is because queen's greatest hits got knocked off the top rock charts for too long and brian may's like Fuck it. We are replacing that shit <laughs> in 10,000 different forms. <laughs> we oh, will yeah. own the charts. Forever. Ever. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Also, like, Brian May just recently had eye surgery, so he has to, he has to, pay, his, uh, he has to pay his medical bills. That Was was that from, uh, from uh, over-enthusiastic gardening? <laughs> <laughs> Which eye are we talking about? Brown eye? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Over enthusiastic gardening. That's still one of the best lines ever. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean, Brian? What like, are you honestly, doing? Honestly, you can't write that. That's that's the Monty Python shit right there. One could become too familiar with vegetables, you know. <laughs> Oh. Oh yeah. All right. Last in uh, the reissues here. In celebration of the 20th anniversary of their third full-length album, The Crusher, Amon Amarth have released a special re-recorded version of the track "Masters of War" to coincide with the release and further the festi- the festivities. The band has also announced the release of a special edition "Masters of War" merch collection, exclusively available on the band's store. Um, Band store and uh, victorious merch. Unless that's the cover of the Bob Dylan song, I want to hear nothing of it. <laughs> right? That would be really, really fucking crazy. A metal yeah. man covering that song. Hell that yeah. That would be fucking amazing. 
Yeah. That would be fucking amazing. Well, how, well, how has this not happened? I'm going on YouTube right now. <laughs> yeah, get it. Figure it out. What's going on? <laughs> Figure it out. All right. All, All right. right. Crowd, crowdfunding? Yes, sir. All right. So I'm just going to go down the list of things that we've been covering for a little while. So we have Secret Reich's frontman. Um, he launched the, the GoFundMe campaign for his wife, facing a long recovery from brain surgery. Um, their goal is $100,000. Uh, so far, they have reached $72,669. So they are well over halfway. Uh, this one, I think we're going to stop reporting after today because he has well exceeded his uh, his fucking expectations here. Tom Hunting from Exodus, uh, raising funds to help with his battle with cancer. His goal was originally $50,000. He has raised 92785 so almost double his goal. So that will be the last time we talk about Mr. Hunting until he's recovered. Uh, we're still talking about... Henry Peaceville looking to fund a ground floor disabled access bathroom and bedroom. His goal is 15,000 pounds. He has raised 10,636, which is about 70% of his goal. Oh, Josh Bartlett getting very, very close to finishing up his goal. Uh, $60,000 goal. He has raised $59,914. Very close. And last but not least here, rounding out the pack is Paul Diano with his long-awaited knee surgeries. His goal of 20,000 pounds is at 55%, raising 11,110 pounds. Okay. Um, I'm going to do my, my Kickstarter, and then we have to talk about something that, All right, that go, go. may become my, my next rabbit hole. All right, let's see. Let's hear it. So um, last time I've been talking about um, Sound of Thunder. They're uh, financing their new album, Crimson Cult, with a Shadow Man single. Uh, by the time that I had actually said something about it, they had already passed their goal. And they have significantly passed their goal. Uh, they finished off a couple days ago, uh, I think about uh, th two days ago. And they had hit 77,187. What was their goal? Like their final goal? Their initial goal was um, 45000 I think. Because their stretch goal, their first stretch goal was 47500 So wow. it had to be somewhere in the range of like 40000 45000 Damn. So they raised $77,187, which is amazing. This also means that they, um, they did all of their stretch goals. So um, basically it says an expanded CD booklet. Uh, they add an extra song, colored vinyl options for the vinyl. They're going to film a music video. You get a, a drink koozie. Um, there's a there's a cover of a World of Warcraft song, some extra swag. Wow, <clears throat> um, they're going all out. Yeah, they like basically what, what they even said was like, like okay, the, the, the campaign's finished and we have like 7,000 extra dollars. Um, we'll find out what we can do to give you more shit. So they, they, as I've said many times before, they give back in spades. Well, that's why they get, that's why they're so successful and they fucking keep on doing this. Yeah. Because exactly. every single time they fucking kill it. Yeah. And, and this is, this may be like, like one of their best. 
uh, as far as what they've what they've gotten. Eight hundred and ten people backed them. So wow. So congratulations to them. Looking forward to the album. I'm looking forward to seeing all this cool shit come to fruition. So awesome. That's great. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we got to talk. Um, okay, what are we talking about? We were talking about something we were just talking about, which is Master of War, Bob Dylan cover. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, so, oh. so here's the thing. The game that came out a couple of years ago, about 20, 2011, it's called Homefront. It is a yeah, first-person game, apparently, about, um, about if the U.S. were ever actually invaded. If I'm not mistaken, okay. that's the story. I never played the game, so I didn't know anything about the soundtrack. But holy shit, the soundtrack is amazing. And I'm going to read the tracks to you. Yes. As I Lay Dying, covering War Ensemble by Slayer. Okay. Dillinger Escape Plan, featuring Chuck D, Fight the Power. Oh, shit. I Wrestled a Bear Once, covering Uprising by Muse. Oh, 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 oh. The Acacia Strain... Covering War Pigs. Periphery covering One by Metallica. No. Yes. Wait, wait, what's the name of this game again? Homefront. Homefront. Yep. I'm looking it up on Spotify right now. The Ghost Inside covers Fortunate Son. Okay. Um, Winds of Plague, for what it's worth, Buffalo Springfield. Misery Signals. Us and them, Pink Floyd. Uh-huh. Arsonists, Get All the Girls, Masters of War, Bob Dylan. Nice. Um, Oceano covers War, Edwin Starr. And Veil of Maya covers Sunday Bloody Sunday. That sounds amazing. This sounds like, like an awesome soundtrack. I, again, I'm only familiar with maybe half the bands, but I may become a fan of them after this. So. Oh, my God. That sounds yeah. so fucking incredible. Yeah, like, I looked up the uh, I looked up the soundtrack on Spotify. They don't have like the official soundtrack. They have a playlist, uh, um, and the only one that they have that's actually on that soundtrack you mentioned was uh, the As I Lay Dying track. Everything else is the original versions of the songs. Wait, if you um, if you go if you type in Homefront, there's a playlist that comes up that's Homefront soundtrack. It'll come up. Yeah, I, I, this is what I'm looking at, and it's again, it's the only one that shows up that for that I'm looking at. Is War Ensemble by As I Lay Dying, but everything else is the original versions of that. That's the one I'm looking at. Oh yeah, okay. I think I see what you're talking about. I see what you mean. Okay, we're gonna have to figure that out. That yeah, we are. Or just look up the individual songs. Yeah, that. But either way, that will happen. Yeah, that because that sounds fucking amazing. Yeah, because that's 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 a pretty badass soundtrack. I like that. I think I have the game for PC. Now I'm just gonna start playing it. <laughs> oh wow that sounds so incredible though holy shit yeah I'm gonna do it okay Badass. now we're on to a little extra we're in a little extra but we're up to shit I want shit I want uh, what do you want I want my goddamn license <laughs> well, that's a, we'll we'll put that in old news, Dan. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's five plus year old fucking old news, goddamn. <laughs> Let's put that in old news, okay? Your old news. 
Yeah, well, I'm old. <laughs> I want pizza. That's what I want. And uh, we're getting that today, so. That is very true. I, <laughs> I was sitting there the other day when we decided on that. I was like, man, now what kind do I want? Because I don't want to do it on the day of because I'm going to get emotionally invested. And I don't want to sit there and break down to tears trying to figure out what pizza I want. <laughs> well, I think I think the consensus we're going to Mars and we just had to – I think what we what Brandon and I talked about was probably trying to order it while you guys were at, at uh, doggy training with Yoshi. And yeah. having it ready by the time you got back, so yeah, that's Either what we way. talked about. Well, yeah. well, I still got to figure out because because I'm getting something good. Damn it! Damn it! All right, do you have a rabbit hole, or are we going to go into we we already talked about the possibility of this rabbit hole here. So yeah, this rabbit hole, gonna, this was this one's being created, but as of right now, I do not have much of a rabbit hole to to say I've gone down in, in recent time. Same, same. Just my, just my, uh, my, my, uh, shuffle on iPod. That's that's my rabbit hole at this point. Still being pretty like, good though. Yeah, being like, damn, why don't I listen to this more often? Right? Is that always the way? Like something reinvigorates, and then you go down another rabbit. Yep, that's that's exactly it. All right, so you ready for some content news? We got a lot to talk about here. Yup. All right, so. We got to the point that uh, a lot of things are not being streamed anymore. So uh, the the driving thing, that was a that's a thing of the past at this point. And from the comfort of your own home, um, the, like people are just not doing it, or it's not coming up because festivals. Festival. Festival Republic has announced the lineup for the Download Pilot Festival. Now this one is a they call it a pilot festival by saying that it's limited to ten thousand people. You know, because these festivals usually have like multiple hundreds of thousands, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, it's kind of like a gearing up type of thing. Uh, it's going to be the, uh, the 10,000 capacity camping only festival will take place on June 18th through 20th on uh, 2021 on the hollow grounds of Donington Park as part of the UK's government scientific events research program. Uh, testament to the depth of talent and strength of the UK's world-leading rock scene, 40 acts, all of whom are based in the UK, have been revealed with headliners Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, Anthony Shikari, and Bullet for My Valentine, uh, as well as a host of the hottest names in rock, including Neck Deep, While She Sleeps, Frank Turner, and the Sleeping Souls, uh, Sleep Token Creeper, and many, many more across two stages. Cool. I want to do a, uh, a camping festival one day. Right, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, specifically Vakin, but you know, whatever. Dude, I would get eaten alive at Vakin. <laughs> they would just look at me and be like, "Oh shit." Uh, Boston Calling tells music fans to mark their calendars for next spring. The acclaimed three-day festival is excited to announce its return to Austin, Massachusetts, next Memorial Day weekend, um, May 27th through 29th of 2022. As the only major U.S. music festival to officially announce its headliners for next year, Boston Calling shares that Foo Fighters and Race Against the Machine are slated to top the bill. The two globally iconic rock bands will join a lineup of over 60 performers, including an additional headliner, all of which will be shared in the come in the months to come. Maybe I'll go to Boston next year. Maybe. Maybe. Knotfest has confirmed the return of Knotfest Iowa for 2021. The event will be the biggest heavy metal music heavy music festival to ever hit the Midwest. 
State and will be held at National Balloon Classic Field in Indianola, Iowa on Saturday, September 25th with Slipknot headlining. The full lineup features Faith No More, Megadeth, Lamb of God, Suicide Boys, Gojira, Trivium, Tech 9, Fever 333, Knock Loose, Turnstile, Gatekeeper, and Vended. That is a pretty sweet lineup, but I gotta say, like, I feel bad for any of the bands because there's no way you're on stage and you can amp up that show. Because you can't sit there and say, how are you fucking doing, Iowa? Because no one gives a shit about Iowa. Indianola <laughs> sounds like crap. And seriously, no one's going to sit there and say, fucking balloons, man! So, <laughs> you can't, There's going to be balloons! Release <laughs> <laughs> the puppies. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that. <laughs> so great. All right, Metallica, Nine Inch Nails, and Disturbed will headline this year's Welcome to Rockville Festival, set to take place November 11th through November 14th at the world-renowned Daytona International Speedway in Daytona Beach, Florida. Over 60 other acts, including Deftones, Rob Zombie, Lamb of God, Mudvayne, Architects, and Mastodon, will also appear at the 10th annual event, which was canceled last year due to the coronavirus pandemic. Metallica will headline both Friday and Sunday night, while Nine Inch Nails will close out the festival on Thursday, and Disturb tops the bill on Saturday. Yeah, I'd go to that. Yes, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Foo Fighters, Journey, and Limp Biscuit are among the artists who have been confirmed for this year's Lollapalooza set to take place on July 29th through August 1st at Grant Park in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, Foo Fighters, Journey, and Limp Biscuit. That's that okay. I was making a joke before about my iPod. That's my iPod. <laughs> <laughs> nice, very good. All right, Guns N' Roses and Foo Fires are among the headliners for this year's Bottle Rock Napa Valley Festival. Over 80 musical acts, including Stevie Nicks, Miley Cyrus, Megan Three Stallion. G-Eazy and Run the Jewels will perform at the three-day music festival. Oh, no, at the three-day music, wine, craft, brew, and culinary event, which will take place at the Napa Valley Expo in Napa on September 3rd through the 5th in 2021. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, a band like Guns N' Roses playing, and there's just a whole bunch of people, like, really uptight, just spitting wine on the floor, be like, mm, yeah, great. Mm, yeah. <laughs> After quickly selling out three-day passes for 2021, Riot Fest is firming, firing off a shockingly early announcement for next year's festival, and that being the original Misfits will headline Riot Fest 2022, performing their landmark first album, Walk Among Us, in full for its 40th anniversary. Three-day passes for next year's events, for next year's festival, are on sale now. Single-day passes for this year's event uh, which takes place on September 17th through the 9th, will go on sale this week alongside more band announcements for 2021. I'd see that. Yeah, sure. Did they say where it is? Chicago, I think. I think Riot Fest happens in Chicago. Oh, God. Yeah, do I want to go to Chicago? I mean, I'm, I I may want to just, you know, go into, like, a, a pizza place there and be like, fuck! <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> You just shouldn't be deep dish. You can't eat it with a fork or knife. Fuck you. <laughs> you don't know shit about shit. And pull up your pants. 
All right. Last bit here for festivals. A diverse rock lineup has been announced for the next Ship Rocked, set to take place till, uh, January 22nd to the 27th in 2022. On board Carnival Breeze sailing from Galveston, Texas, with stops in beautiful Costa Maya and Cozumel, Mexico, in the Caribbean. Ship Rock 2022 will feature multiple performances from the Lamb of God, I Prevail, Steel Panther, Bad Flower, Seven Dust, Avatar, P.O.D., uh, Aaron Jones, and many more, with a special performance from Lamb of God's Mark Morton. In addition, the Stowaways return as Ship Rock's own all-star band with a revolving cast of special guests to be announced. Of course, the first thing I see when I looked at that is a name that's frighteningly close to Arion. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, I almost pronounced it Arion. I'm like, what? Yeah, but but I've decided now that if I ever make a uh, tribute to uh, to Arion, it's going to be called Arion Jones. <laughs> <laughs> or Arion Arion Smith. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, we're into some touring news now. August Burns Red has announced its fall 2021 headline tour, the Leveler 10-year anniversary tour. Uh, which kicks off on September 9th in Philadelphia and runs through October 31st in Steyerville, New Jersey. All also appearing are Fit for an Auth- Fit for a King, sorry, uh, Era and Like Moths to Flames. There is a San Antonio date here on October 4th at the Vibes Event Center. Cool. Pop Evil will embark on a headline tour this summer in support of their new album Versatile, which is out now via Entertainment One. The Versatile Tour will kick off on July 14th with an outdoor show in Lake, uh, Lake County, Illinois, and run across the U.S. until September 23rd, including stops at several of the major rock festivals, uh, Rock Oklahoma, Aftershock, and, and Incarceration, as well as supporting Shinedown. Support of the trek will come from special guests 0936, uh, Broken Love, and Like Machines on select dates. You know... I think that I would be kind of disappointed in myself <clears throat> if I said, yes, I indeed, in 2021, am opening for Shinedown. <laughs> well, you know, Shinedown does have some kind of audience. So, I mean, they have like what? what I think it was, it was either them or Broken, ben- Broken Benjamin that has like nine number one fucking singles or something like that on the rock charts or some shit. Something yeah, crazy. Well, a lot of them have a lot of pretty... Breaking Benjamin, not Broken Benjamin. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's just... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, the North American debut of the most extreme spectac- spectacle in live music will finally take place in the fall of 2022 when Ramstein brings its full-scale stadium production to this continent for the first time ever. Rock and Roll's most ambitious pyrotheatrical experience will be on display uh, for a series of 12 open-air dates beginning August 21st, 2022 in Montreal and setting seven U.S. stadiums ablaze before concluding at Faro Sol in Mexico City on October 4th, 2022. The tour is produced by AEG Presents and the San Antonio date that you guys have been waiting for two years now is September 17th at the Alamo Dome. Let me just say that I don't like the false advertising in this. That's not the most extreme spectacle. If Ramstein wanted the most extreme spectacle, they would do a very morbid Cirque du Soleil on stage with their music playing and all the other shit that they do. Need to up that game. Those are rookie numbers, buddy. You gotta up them numbers. Yes, rookie numbers. (laughs) (laughs) 
the fire needs to reach out further. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, Kiss has set the 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 record now for the highest pyro uh, when they did their thing in Dubai. Mm. So, and yeah, they say open you know air. They say open air, but the Alamo Dome is a fucking dome. It's not open air, so they can only they can only go so high. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Kiss has a lot of fans that are kids. If you recall from earlier, Till Lindman hates kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yes, yes, you are 100% correct. 100%. In fact, you should, you should name the album Fuck the Children. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In this moment, in Black Veil Brides have announced the rescheduled tour dates for their U.S. tour, the In-Between Tour, which will feature support from Dead and Raven Black, and will consist of 45, 45 dates beginning on September 17th in Lincoln, Nebraska, of all places, and concluding on November 21st in Atlanta, Georgia. There is a San Antonio date here, uh, September 22nd uh, at the Aztec. Dude, 45 dates. That's fucking crazy. They're ready. Like people are really fucking clamoring for some tours here, but that's forty five days in between like like three months. It's insanity. Yeah, well, you know. Give the people what they want. Pretty much. Alright. Clutch have announced a string of winter two thousand twenty one headline tour dates celebrating thirty years of rock and roll. Support on the trek will kick off uh support on the trek which will kick off on December twenty seventh in Baltimore, Maryland, will be Stoner, the band we just talked yeah. about. Stainer, yes, yeah, Stainer. <laughs> The run will also include Detroit natives and Thrash Grass pioneers, the native Howl. Thrash Grass sounds like a metal version of marijuana. I was going to say that I, I was probably going to be a, a metal version of a fucking bluegrass, but we'll see how that goes. That does sound pretty awesome, too. Right. Uh, Alice Cooper will make his long awaited return to the road on a headline tour this September and October. The tour kicks off on September 17th in Atlantic City and runs through October 23rd in Atlanta. Original Kiss guitarist Ace Fraley will appear as special guest on all shows September 18th through the 22nd. At, at, but not here? No. Damn you, Alice Cooper. I think he's playing some like, random-ass place in Texas, either, too. It's not like Houston or Austin or Dallas. It's some random-ass place in Texas. <laughs> we apologize to whatever random ass place in Texas that is, because it's probably a big. Okay, issue. number one, Texas is so huge. There's enough random ass places that we can't just define one and pick one. So, whatever. Okay. Fucking random ass Dallas. What is that shit? Nobody knows about <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> the fuck is that? Some sort of township? <laughs> the cul-de-sac. <laughs> the Dallas Fort Worth cul-de-sac. <laughs> All right, you ready for the charts here? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. one offs. I did see a, a couple of shows, and I will say that they that a lot of the ones that I filmed are going to be going up on the uh, YouTube page in the coming weeks. I put up one. I did say, I saw you, I saw you posted one recently, right? I put I posted one up yesterday of Killer's Confession, which is um project from the former one of the, a former frontman of Mushroomhead. Uh, waiting uh-huh. to uh, which is a really good show. Um, but I put that up yesterday, um, and it's been up there for, you know, about 24 hours now. <laughs> the thing about it, though, is that somebody apparently is not happy with that, and the only uh, vote that we got was a vote down. 
Oh, wow. No one's like, duh, fuck this shit, and just boarded it down. It's like, whoa, dude, you didn't even watch it. That's fucking ridiculous. It's over the yeah. top. They're like, when's the next 10 word reviews coming out? Oh, my God, guys. I mean, those are our most popular videos at the moment, so. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? In all fairness, I'm just dragging my feet. So. Yeah, well, whatever. All right. Charts. 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 All right. Number one, new album, The Off Season by J. Cole. Number whatever. two. Yeah. Number two, new album, Be Me Up Scotty by Nicki Minaj. This new one. Number three, A Gangsta's Pain by Moneybag Yo. Number three. Wait, hold on. That's his name, Moneybag Yo? Did I, did I ask this already? That, that's his name. Moneybag Yo. Not even trying then. <laughs> Number four is Morgan Wallen, The Dangerous uh, Double Album. And number five is Dua Lipa, Future Nostalgia. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. Right? All right, so now we scroll. Now we fucking scroll. Oh, my gosh, I jumped way too far ahead. Uh, not that it really matters for us. Wow. I don't even know what the fuck's going on here. Greatest Hits by Queen, you know, with all those new tapes coming out. Number 21. Slinging them cassettes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Fleetwood Mac Rumors is at number 34. Fearless, Taylor's version. Taylor Swift is at number 35, so that's number one. Number one. Oh, man. Taylor Swift Folklore is at number 43, so that's two for our girl Taylor. Queen's Clue War Revival Greatest Hits at number 45. Elton John Diamonds is at number 46. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, a particular San, San Antonio deity here, Selena. She's at number 52. I'm guessing one is a like, greatest hits record. I'm guessing. I don't know. I well, speaking of greatest hits records, the best of uh, Bob Marley and the Whalers at number 53. Journey's greatest hits is at number 57. Lover by Taylor Swift is at number 58. That's three. Evermore by Taylor Swift is at number 61. That's four. Back in Black. ACDC is at number 64. Greatest Hits by Guns N' Roses is at number 65. We've been talking a lot so far in the top 100 here. Yeah. Do, do, ba, do. You jinxed Tom it. Petty. Yeah, Tom Petty and Heartbreakers are, uh, their greatest hits are at number 81. Thriller. <laughs> Michael Jackson, number 85. Boop, boop, boop. Another Texas deity here, George Strait, back in the charts at number 97 with uh, 50 number ones. Taylor Swift, 1989, number 102. That's five for Miss Taylor. All-time greatest hits by Leonard Skinner is at 110. Oh, wow. Here's a fucking random re-entry here. Re-entry at number 112, the very best of Nickelback, volume one. Nirvana Nevermind is at 113. Sound of Summer, the very best of the Beach Boys, at 117. Okay. Spiral from the Book of Saw EP. It's a soundtrack. Uh, it's a new one. Uh, 
at 127, debuting at 127. Greatest hit the Fleetwood Mac is at 129. Greatest hit the Bon Jovi's at 131. Abbey Road by the Beatles is at 132. The Beatles one is at 135. Greatest hits by Red Hot Chili Peppers is at 141. Bob Seger, the Silver Bullet Band, greatest hits is at 148. Hotel California by the Eagles is a re-entry at number 158. Deja Vu by Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young is a re-entry at 159. Oh, that was me. Metallica's Black Album is at 163. Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge by My Chemical Romance is at 164. Why? It's a good question. Um, Miles Kennedy, his new album, The Ides of March, uh, that is a new, like I said, new album debuting at number 170. Mm-mm. Getting down to the nitty gritty here. All right, well, the number number 200, we already skipped the 200 here, um, is a re-entry by a gentleman named Jason Aldean. The album is called Nine, or G. Is that located? It looks like, no, it's not Nine, but it looks like a country guy. So that's the number 200. So Taylor only had five this week. A couple new entries, a couple re-entries to uh, kind of knock her down an album or two. But... Um, I, I really miss when the they were a little bit more, um, you know, spontaneous. Yeah. We need yeah. another week where some random shit happens. Actually, it's Memorial Day. Maybe the next oh. one is a really cool dad rock. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. You know, Memorial Day barbecue streaming. Oh, my God. Come on. Oh yeah. You know, to, in the top in the top fifty will probably be like Creedence Clearwater Revival, Tom Petty, and fucking Leonard Skinner and shit like that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So I think uh, I think we're gonna call it there. Warrior needs food badly. Yes, I do. Lizard actually needs to eat like breakfast. It's twelve twenty three. Uh, For sure. So um, I guess until next time, I'm Dan Mack. And I'm Chris Mack. And we are the slime. And insert another joke here. Till Limit hates kids. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>